<clears throat> Morning, Christ, old fast folk. This is uh, Pastor Eric Sorensen in New York City, uh, church planter of Epiphany Lutheran Church and contributor to CHF on a regular basis. Good to be with you here again this morning. I got my second cup of coffee going now, so I feel as if I just might have the energy to uh, engage the day. So we're continuing on in the story of, of Ruth. Um, last week, and really in the previous weeks in chapter 1, we saw Ruth really um, display faithfulness to her mother-in-law, ultimately faithfulness to God in the process by uh, sticking next to her mother-in-law, even uh, moving to uh, her mother-in-law's former home in Bethlehem at the end of chapter 1. And we were left with sort of a well, at least a hinge of, of hope that maybe um, their bad circumstances weren't the final word. If you remember the last verse in chapter 1, it said that they had arrived in barley season, and so uh, it appeared that maybe food was on the horizon. Uh, and in the second part of the story of Ruth, which is found in chapter 2, and it's really kind of the second scene, if you will, uh, we get to see a picture of God's providential hand working behind the scenes in Naomi and Ruth's life to bring them blessing, even from uh, unexpected places. And so uh, we're going to read three verses, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It reads like this. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. All right, so let's begin with uh, discussing what this gleaning thing is all about that Ruth is doing. Uh, in the Old Testament, recorded in uh, Leviticus, the nation of Israel was given certain instructions when it came to how to harvest their land. Uh, and we read specifically in chapter 19, verses 9 and 10 of Leviticus, that when they reap the harvest of their land, that they shall not reap the field right up to its edge, neither shall they gather the gleanings after their harvest. They shall not strip the vineyard bare. They shall neither gather the fallen grapes of their vineyard. They shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner, concluded with, I am the Lord your God. So uh, Ruth is depending on Bethlehem being obedient to the Lord by leaving some of what they had to the needy in order to feed her and Naomi. Now this, of course, this gleaning from the sort of edges of the, the crop of the farm was very tedious work and generally had very little payoff. There wasn't often a whole lot left for the sojourner or for the poor. Uh, so she was in essence just collecting the crumbs that fell from the table of the master, if you will. But then the text says she, quote, happened to come to the part of the field that was Boaz's part. Now the author tells us in the first verse of chapter two that Boaz was a relative of Naomi's deceased husband. And he apparently was somewhat wealthy as he owned a field uh, with crops on it and therefore was more than able to take care of himself and others. Uh, the text tells us that Ruth happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. So she just happened 
to arrive at that very spot. The language seems to imply coincidence or chance. So is that the case? Is there such a thing as coincidence or chance? Uh, many in, uh, I think, the Western world would say there is. Uh, we certainly are led to believe that's the case if we uh, buy into the sort of more naturalistic worldview that, um, that most of us are, are taught at some point, that basically um, the universe started billions of years ago through a series of random events, chance, coincidence happened, and eventually, after many, 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 many years, uh, things sort of just happened to come together that combined to make us, to make these complex human beings full of billions of strands of DNA. Um, but of course, the scriptures to the question of whether there's chance or coincidence, uh, I think would say no. Uh, I think it's pretty clear from numerous texts like the end of Job or uh, Matthew chapter 10, where Jesus says that God is so involved in his creation that not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from our father and that even the hairs of our head are numbered, that, that in fact, God is so intimately involved in everything that takes place every day that there's not room for coincidence or chance in his world. Remember, even when his name is not mentioned in stories, he's there acting for his good pleasure behind the scenes. Uh, consider for a second another woman uh, in the Bible uh, from the Old Testament, Esther. Uh, not once in the whole book is God mentioned as acting on her behalf, and yet by the end of the story, it is clear to the reader that this indeed is the case. Uh, though silent, apparently, God is working all things out behind the scenes. He is a good director. And so, in this instance, Ruth didn't know where she was gleaning was close to Boaz, this relative of Naomi's. She was just willing to go out and work her heart out to get enough to get through the day. But God, working behind the scenes, had her step right into the place at the exact right time. As the proverb says, man plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16, 9. And so Ruth runs into Boaz, and the text will go on to tell us that he takes notice of her. And again, uh, we are starting to see the sun just peek through the clouds, that Ruth and Naomi's lives are about to change drastically. So what's the point for you? What's the point of, of application? Well, I think it's just simply to remember, no matter where you're at, that the Lord is with you and is directing things around you. Nothing just happens to take place, but in fact, he's in this strange, very mysterious way, guiding things, leading things. Something far bigger than what we can see is going on. It's not luck, and it's not chance, and it's not coincidence, and it's not even the very romantic-sounding word serendipity. It is, rather, the mystery of God's providence playing itself out in our lives. And so, uh, if you feel down today, or you feel like giving up at times, remember, remember that he's here. He's with you. 
Remember what Jesus says to his Christians. I am with you always to the very end of the age. And he can't lie. So no matter what you're experiencing, trust that he is working all things for the good of those who love him. So that is it for this week. Next week we will dive uh, deeper into Ruth chapter 2 as we're going to see the relationship between Boaz and Ruth develop. Maybe even get a little romance in there. We'll see. Uh, but not serendipitous romance. Uh, providential romance. Good.